This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silva. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Ah, you're looking very, uh, you know, focused in. The camera's looking very pristine for you, Will. <laughs> oh, oh, Liam's playing darts again. <laughs> eh? He's been playing darts again, Liam. What I do when, um, when I'm waiting in the waiting room. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a waiting room activity. I'll get a darts board. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, lads, you know, it's been an interesting weekend, you know, personally for all of us. You know, we all got to hang out. It was a good one uh, for yeah, us, yeah. but obviously the result not necessarily yeah. being the best of things. We'll talk about, you know, uh, little uh, little things that happened uh, on the weekend just a little bit later on. But first, lads, I'll get things kicked off properly. It matters. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 146. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. I'm talking about Max Wills. And Liam, welcome back, boys. We're in a full house again. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. First time in a while, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you know, last week last wasn't last week a full house, but like before yeah. that, there was like you know, no, before thing. that there was quite a few weeks. Wasn't yeah, there? there was. There was a few yeah. on last, and it's always it's always nice, you know, to have those rare occasions where you get to have like a bit of a break and listen in on on an episode. Um, <laughs> uh, from what I've heard from you guys, you know, listening in to such classics. Like the joke of the week, lads, because you know it's that time of the show. Well, oh, I've fucked. I've, I've I've gone for like two catchphrases at once. I'm going, well, we find out what's happening here. I've, I've, got, I've got all flustered. Oh, I've got all flustered. I've, I've I've forgotten how to lead into the joke of the week, but um. Is no, he lads, having a laugh? You know, I, I well, yeah. Go on, will you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing the full thing. Oh, well, I'll <laughs> tell you, mate. Are you having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. Oh, boys, we're in for a bumpy ride today. We're in for a bumpy ride on this one. Right, here we go. <laughs> why can't you play football with pigs? I don't know. Why can't you play football with kids? 
Pigs. Because they hog the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus, bring bring back do. the Barrow jokes. Bring back. Yeah. The <laughs> I wouldn't even run out of them eventually, man. You know, there's only so many. There's only so many of them kind of jokes that you can go through on a on a family friendly show as well. You know, we got to keep it family friendly course, most yeah. of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but lads, you know, it, it was a pretty good joke of the week. So I feel like we're going to lead into very strongly into the part of the show where we all get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Liam and Wills. Wow. Take it away, boys. Not League One this week. Oh, oh, what no. have you got for us? Well, there. There's one thing that we found in League One, um, but it's Reading fans protesting. It's nothing particularly new here. Situation's still the same. The photos are good, though. They're all dressed up as clowns. So right. next for a nice news story. But instead, we're going to look at um, the promotion race in League Two and the okay. relegation battle in the Championship. Yeah, and... so they're kind of soon-to-be League One clubs instead of the current... Yeah, um, so bunch. What's right, happening okay. around League One? Um, Liam, do you want to kick off with your bit? Yeah, I'll kick off. I'm going to talk about the championship relegation battle, and to be fair, it's quite close. Um, I think up to 18th, down to 24th, they're all kind of still in it. Um, with Blackburn in 17th, maybe just being pulling away from it a little bit now. But um, the clubs that could be relegated include Rotherham, who are cut adrift at the bottom now. There, what's that? Uh, 12 points adrift you know I, I'd, I'd say that's impossible but I'm also trying to convince myself that um, yeah. Carlisle's <laughs> 11 points isn't impossible so it, it, it's kind of contradictory but um, you know they they look favourites to go down anyways then the Sheffield Wednesday who had a really bad start to the season but have kind of picked up a little bit of form now they're on 26 points as opposed to Rotherham's 19 um, QPR 29 um, they're the bottom three as, as it stands then there's Huddersfield just above that in 30, with 31 Stoke City, a bit of a surprise package down there with 32 points, just three points outside of the relegation zone. And then Birmingham the City, um, who who obviously have recently sacked Wayne Rooney, who uh, managed to get them into a amazing downward spiral. It's quite <laughs> impressive to even manage that. <laughs> and then maybe a little bit further into safety, although only only four points clear is uh, Millwall on 33 points. So, you know, you notice there's a lot of big clubs down there. You think of Sheffield Wednesday, QPR, Stoke, Birmingham, Millwall, all big kind of ex-first division sides. It'd be interesting could to be in see one. Stoke and Port Vale in the same division if that happens. can't remember that happening before, but it's yeah, quite, it a, quite a fierce rivalry. It would be a nasty rivalry. one, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, given that the two teams rarely play each other, it is kind of, you know, still, still very fierce, so you can only imagine... And they could be dragged into the relegation zone if QPR were to beat Stoke, um, which is happening um, on Wednesday, you know, mm. on Valentine's Day game. Um, you know, Stoke against QPR. If QPR can win that, they overturn their very similar goal difference um, to go out of the relegation zone and put Stoke into that, which is, you know, a position Stoke really wouldn't have faulted a bean in come the start of the season. But, you know, four games, um, four defeats, you know, they're really getting dragged into it, and it looks like they could be one of the teams getting relegated this season into League One, where hopefully they will play Carlisle next season. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, League Two, the top of the table's been 
very competitive this season. Um, you know, the teams, the big teams that we thought are gonna compete and be, you know, shoe-ins for automatic promotion. Currently, I think Stan Wrexham are in fifth, Notts County on a bit of a bad run of form, way down in tenth. Um, meanwhile, there's all these other teams that you know, someone expected to do well and they're having good seasons. So you, you kind of look at it now and you feel like whoever comes up, there's going to be a lot of big spending, big teams left down there and it's going to be difficult next season. Up at the top, we've got Stockport County who just had a really good season so far. They've kind of, they've seen off the likes of Wrexham and Notts County who I think many thought it would be between those two up at the top just with how much money's behind them. Um, but like uh, Stockport have an uh, eight-point gap back down to Barrow, who are just outside of the automatics. Mansfield and Crewe as well, they're having very good seasons up in the automatic places. And like I just said, Barrow, still they're still up there. They're only a point outside the automatics. They I don't lost... know how, to be fair. They've only won yeah. one of the last five. You know, they're in bad form. Yeah, I mean, they lost really well. at the weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. Wrexham have lost three in a row now, so Wrexham on 52 points behind Crew on 54 and Barrow on 53, although they've got a couple of games in hand. And then MK Don's on, you know, decent form, four wins in six up there. And then even Harrogate, who are unbeaten in six with four wins in six, making up the playoff places. Tell you what, if we go down, I hope Harrogate go up because I yeah. cannot be bothered playing them again. But do you want to be below them? Like, can you imagine if Harrogate and Barrow got up and we went down? I don't really care about Harrogate to be honest. Like, if they went up, I'd, I don't think I'd. You wouldn't get Luke Armstrong will be fans. a bit good, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> and then you've got Notts County uh, on forty-four points, so ten points behind the automatics, and Newport on forty-three on really good form down in eleventh. So there's. The top 11 teams there, you'd think Stockport were going to get automatic promotion the way they're going. But it's going to be a, a really competitive battle with the likes of Mansfield, Crew, Wrexham, maybe MK Dons. And then, you know, with Barrow and Harrogate, you know, can they kind of like hang on in there and still be in contention for at least the playoffs? Notts County as well, if they can get back into it. Um. Just a little look down at the bottom end to see who's going to be in League Two next season because touch wood, we won't be, but you know, listeners might be curious. Sutton and Forest Green Rovers look gone. Uh, they've got there's well, Sutton are seven points behind Colchester. Colchester aren't on great form or Grimsby above them, but you know, it's been consistently those two at the bottom all season and. You know, outside of the likes of Grimsby and Colchester, I can't see anyone else maybe figuring in that relegation battle. Meanwhile, down in the conference, it looks almost inevitable that uh, Chesterfield are going to come up and they're going to be another club with a lot of money. Uh, they are 23, yeah, 23 points cleared of second in first place. Oh. And that's, you know, that's with a couple of teams having a game or two in hand, but, you know, it's not uh, one of those situations. They've won 26, drawn three, lost three all seasons, got 79 goals. It's not too bad, is it? Yeah, I mean, it, it would take something for them not to finish that season in first place. 
Uh, below there, it could be anyone. It's not really worth looking at at this point. It's pretty close. But yeah, Chesterfield, another big money team that could be in league, well, will be in league two. I almost feel confident of saying next season. Right. Well, boys, we've really got to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? In the league. One. Roundup with Liam and Wills. I hesitated there because I was kind of thinking I might have to change the name for a second. The Championship and League Two Roundup with Liam and Wills. Uh, but <laughs> no, it's a but league no, one, really, you know. It was interesting. <laughs> no, it was interesting finding out what's going on either side of other worlds, you know, rather than just sort of like woe is us news. Uh, so, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting to sort of like be able to reach outside the box. Um, and so, a man who consistently reaches outside the box for ideas <laughs> is Max. But first, I have to apologise because it's the one time <laughs> I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. I'm back on form, boys. I'm back on form. <laughs> well, let's hope I'm back on form as well. Um, on, lad. <laughs> yeah, it's the return. It's the return of the million pound idea. Um, after a, a January off um, to do the transfers, which I enjoyed, but... It's always good to get the, the classic back on. Um, so this next one comes from Jamie, my mate Jamie. We discussed it at the weekend. So Skelly, you'll have to act unsurprised uh, right. when I say this. <laughs> um, so he basically wants us, as in us, the Carla United, to stamp our presence um, on Warwick Road a bit more. Um, so so I obviously grew up a Birmingham City fan because of my dad. And when you go to St Andrews, you can be like a good distance away from the ground and you know where you're heading. So, you know, there's Birmingham City things everywhere. Um, A bit like how we have on the, you know, the side of the Brunton Park now. You get the sort of flag things with the players on. Um, We thought, you know, going up Warwick Road, there's not really anything to tell you that you're heading towards Brunton Park, like if you didn't already know. So it'd be a bit night, like especially on um, like an evening kickoff, you could have like blue lights and things like that. Just to sort of add to that match day experience. Um, but those are the two only two ideas we sort of thought of was like the lights and <laughs> the flags and stuff. So I don't know if any of you have got anything else. Um, yeah, it would be a difficult one, I guess, with houses all down it. Um, I know, you but, see it, you see yeah. it on like so many other clubs though. It's like... I mean, what did you say, Will? Sorry, because we what, what all down it? Look, like, you know, with houses all down it. Bit like, be like, like you sometimes see people in those houses, you know, if they are Carl United fans, but I don't know if all of them are. I think like you could like do you know the way that the um the aren't the trees at the cathedral like constantly like lit? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, aren't they lit all year round? Don't they have like things on them all year round? Yeah, I think so. And like how many trees is there on Warwick Road? Like blue, lot. white, and red. So, like, so, like, there's a lot. There's a lot you could do with it, though. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. You could, you know, you don't. It doesn't just have to be Carlisle United stuff as well. You know, you can change the colours on them for, like, you know, if you're going to use the stadium for another Lionel Richie or an Elton John or something. You know, the council can part fund it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those. It'll be one of those kind of things that they could quite easily do. And you know, they've, they, like I said, they do it at the cathedral anyway. They've got lights and stuff there. Mm. Um, so like that would be an easy <clears> way, I reckon, to instantly sort of just sort of it would change the atmosphere. If you're walking down well, Road it on would, a match yeah. day and it's all blue, yeah. you're walking down there, like yeah. it would change the atmosphere. But if if you go down to the other end of Warwick Road where you've got more things like bars and cafes and shops, 
then I think yeah. you've got there's a lot more potential there, even though it's further away from the ground. To you know, get a bit of the match day atmosphere in that area. Um, I was like the you know the lads with Sonny Kirkwood and them. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. They still do it as much, like marching down Warwick March Road. the ground. Yeah. yeah, I think there is still some. Sometimes they do that. Yeah, so I mean, there's kind of like potential for you know if some of the bars around there are wanting to, you know, put on offers or put things in the window and stuff on match days. Yeah, I just think there's a bit of potential there with Warwick Road. Obviously, every, everyone in Carlisle always thinks of it as like Carlisle United, or Warwick Road, and all yeah. that. But um, you know, it could make it quite an intimidating place to sort of for an away team driving up there to you know before the game a little Carl United stuff everywhere um and yeah you see it a lot with other teams like I said before um and it, it does it does sort of um stand out if you're in a way fun paint the paint the bins blue <laughs> but then the bin men won't know which bin to take and chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I don't know um, but yeah I feel like yeah there's a lot you could do with Warwick Road potentially and working with the council and stuff to be able to to definitely yeah. add something to, to the one match day experience brand, branding has been talked about by the new owners um, they've talked about it in sort of the American sense sort of taking it over there yeah. but I think honestly, it's not done enough in the, in Carlisle itself, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like flags would be a lot cheaper as well if that's an option than yeah. lighting. Because I guess, I guess it's possible that the club, if the club had to foot a lot of the bill for lighting, it could be quite a lot. And I don't know if like bigger clubs like Birmingham are able to do that, but you could still do like flags and banners and things would be yeah inexpensive. I mean, lights could just be for like. You know, evening it just games. Have to be for evenings anyway, won't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It wouldn't work at like one o'clock in the afternoon. No, I don't know how much it costs to like fit them all though. I don't know. It's like me- to, you don't have to like start with a hundred. You know, you just does anyone know? Like, write in if you know how much. How much does it cost to write a uh, light a tree per tree? <laughs> <laughs> Just, just stuff oh, like the tree. You know, like murals. <laughs> right? You know, you know, like you get like paintings and murals on walls and stuff like in liverpool for example yeah there could be there could be things there could be things like that you know yeah there's a you know maybe one or two gable ends along that road who gets a mural then like who gets a mural in that i was what i was just thinking that as i said that simo Simo, (laughs) just the classics you know yeah jimmy just all of the 74 squads he could have like a mural that's all (laughs) of them Oh, <laughs> uh, this ideas are flowing. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, you got any more main ideas? Are you going to save them? Well, yeah, they have to be saved just yeah. just to keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To prolong the experience. Well, it was a triumphant return. I feel like, but I still have to apologise because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. That was Max's million pound idea. Yeah, baby. (laughs) We're smashing it today. We're smashing it today. And someone else that's smashing it is the owners at Carlisle United because they're smashing down the walls of the Warwick Road and they're going to be improving the facilities there with a brand new fan zone. Uh, uh, It's all exciting news, gentlemen. There's going to be bars uh, plenty uh, in the Warwick Road and obviously serving hot food as well. Uh, So it's just an instant injection uh, that's going to happen at the 
start of next season it's going to be open so over the course of the summer it's going to be bish bash bosh and uh, I think it's just going to be a couple of porter cabins and uh, opening out the back end a bit and you know but it'll be it'll be all right but like the fan zone you know the other fan yeah, zone be good. like that be nice and, you know the Warwick yeah, yeah it the Oracle need it. It'd be nice all year round, I'm sure. Like it'd be all it'd be all covered, I assume. Or yeah, you'd be of... able to you'd be able to sit having a drink, thinking. Not that long ago, I was pissing in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I assume, yeah, I don't know. Imagine if they like keep like just like the paint job of like that side of the 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 back of the Warwick or something. Just, like, keep the keep the urinal yeah. line on the, on the back of the Warwick or something. Blue plaque. Uh, I did like. Do you know? Do you know what though? Like every piss in the Warwick now is like you know a final goodbye. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's but... going to be a busy summer, isn't it? At the ground. Yeah, it feels like it. It definitely feels like it. And since you said that, we may as well mention uh, a little sort of update for the charity match. Now, we haven't confirmed a venue, uh, regardless of what the rumours might be uh, after the pitches <laughs> were released on social media. There isn't a venue confirmed yet for the charity match between us and the Last Ditch podcast. Um, but, lads, we're obviously very excited, and I can reveal uh, a little bit of an exclusive on this podcast. We have confirmed at least one ex-pro so yeah <laughs> <laughs> not gonna tell anyone who it is uh, but yeah you know we've at least confirmed one person who's definitely up uh, for playing uh, we've got a manager confirmed as well i don't think i've told people that yet uh we'll, we won't reveal that yet either uh it's very exciting times things are progressing and uh just just to uh just to mention he's, he's technically uh been a national team manager before so high pedigree uh, that we've been able to pull in uh, for the blue army podcast team uh, so <laughs> we can't wait for the charity match uh, we'll keep you up to date with everything uh, just a little teaser there unfortunately because i just don't have welcome any... to the team gareth so, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, he's going to be coming to scout you liam that's it, <laughs> that's it. Uh, no but um you know we can confirm also uh, that max is going to be playing in goal uh, for the Blue Army podcast team for at least 45 minutes um, yeah. and so yeah how are, you, how are you feeling about that Max? I'm, I'm very excited I haven't played in goal for a few years but I'm hoping to uh, you know get some practice in and I'm sure Liam's dad will give me some tips yeah, I've got my gloves as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's another reveal as well. Yeah, Liam's uh, Liam's dad uh, is going to be the goalkeeper for the other forty-five minutes of the charity match. Uh, now that Max, I mean, I, I love talking Sunday League uh, with people <clears> from Carlisle, and uh, you know, you've got to tell us what Sunday League teams you were playing for. Like, what was the last team you were playing for in Nets? Um, so I started my career off at Carlisle City. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, City, nice. Yeah. Um then I played for Harraby and then wow. I had a little stint at Cumwinton just for on loan for a season and then I went oh. back to Harraby. <laughs> Did uh Cumwinton pay your wages during that season or uh 50 <laughs> ineligible for the cup tie against Halloween. <laughs> so I come win and won't get into any cups, cup finals. <laughs> uh, Liam, can you reveal like your dad's history in nets? Do you know anything about that? Oh, what? Sorry, uh, do you know anything about your dad's history in nets? Oh, uh, yeah, he uh, he played for. Maryport, Neverhall. Um, then he played for Work It and Reds for a bit. Um, 
Oh, actually yeah. good then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm wow. glad to hear that. Well, then, wow, yeah. I mean, there we go. This, 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 you know, there we go. An ex-semi-pro. <laughs> coming, coming in for at least 45 minutes. Nice, nice, really good. I didn't, I didn't realise that. I'm all giddy now. <laughs> Bit of a coup, maybe. You know, hopefully his back's okay, though, you know, after yeah, that's you know, the thing, yeah. <laughs> for as long as he has. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's about all we can really reveal about the charity match, I suppose, so far. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it for now. Uh, obviously, uh, it's all in aid of mind. Uh, so uh, get your donations ready uh, for that. That's what it's all going to be in aid of. Um, so, yeah, lads, I'll move on with some more like proper Carlisle United related news. Um, it's the it's the sad news uh, that Corey Whelan has been omitted from the squad and therefore you won't have another game for Carlisle United uh, between now and the end of the season. His contract runs out at the end of the season and it was revealed uh, just today, I believe, uh, by Paul Simpson that he was given the opportunity uh, to wrap up his deal. He was made an offer. Uh, that he could go out and obviously be paid up on at least part of his deal. And and Corey Whelan turned it down knowing that this would be the situation uh, that it would eventually happen. Um, it, 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 is, it is sad news uh, when things like this kind of happens. But, you know, he's a fully grown man and, and, and he's made his decision, hasn't he, Max? Yeah, I mean, obviously Simo's given him the chance to sort of leave the club and, and maybe go and find something else, you know, probably in the lower leagues. But... Yeah, it's interesting that he's decided to to stay and train. Um, but yeah, like they both signed the contract, so he's still mentioned that um, the, you know the fact that the club can still register him. So I think that's a little bit on his mind. Not, you know, not that that's affected yeah, his be. decision, but I guess while he's here, he'll maybe be thinking in the back of his mind if the you know if the club do need me, it's not too late to add him. Yeah, it's true. He'll have his own reasons. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of depends what his other offers were. Um, if he's, you know, could potentially end up with more money if he kind of takes the paid-up contract and then goes and gets another contract. But it's only going to be for three or four months. And I, you know, part of me thinks it could be for non-footballing reasons. Maybe he just doesn't want to uproot and have to go and sign somewhere to play for three months or something. Yeah. He'd rather just carry on training where he is and maybe sees that as the best way to keep in, you know, to keep sharp. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've, we've all had our opinions on Corey Whelan's performances. He's been a little bit inconsistent for Carla United, but overall, you know, he's, he's always put his heart and his effort into uh, his performances, I believe, in a blue shirt yeah. with Chris Liam. Yeah, and he'll always be remembered as one of the promotion winning squad as well. Um, I, I always preferred him over Ben Barkley, to be honest, but, you know, it's, it, it, it is sad to see him to go. But I think he will definitely be remembered fondly. Yeah. 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 So all good vibes on that one. Uh, there's been uh, recruitment news as well, but it's all backroom staff. Uh, Billy Barr has joined the coaching team. And as an analyst, we brought in Glenn Bowden uh, from Scunthorpe. So, uh, you know, thickening out the backroom team, uh, especially after the earlier editions of Jake Simpson. And I believe there's there's another person that I'm feeling uh, to mention as well that's been added to the backroom staff. Obviously, new goalkeeper coach at some point, I believe. Mm. And, uh, yeah, um, but like Billy Barr, he's been here before. He's been assistant manager at Dundee was his last job. Uh, he's known to be a bit fierce. And just before, um, you know, there was news of Billy Barr coming in. Wills, you know, you you remember yeah. him fondly, don't you? Uh, but just before news of Billy Barr coming in, there was mentioned the fact that, you know, Carlisle need to get a bit tougher. And now they brought Billy Barr in. So do you, do you think Billy Barr's the right kind of person to, to turn Carlisle a bit more steely? Um, it was up to me. Yeah. 
All right. Um, well, I mean, based on his experience, you'd think that, you know, up in Dundee, that's, you know, he's... Yeah, so I mean he's been he's been at Dundee, which is a pretty high level. So you'd you know you'd want him to come in and hopefully, you know, he's got some experience and can and can really kind of improve us in coaching and in training. Yeah, I mean like as as a player when he was here at Carlisle United, do you have any memories of him? No, it was a bit before my time, but I do remember an old goal that he scored that was... It, it's worth a look. It's one of the finest stone goals I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing it when I was little on um, Soccer AM. It was So it was, it was a bit before my time of actually supporting Carlisle United, but I still remember him for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth looking up that own goal uh, from Billy Barr. That's it for Carlisle United. Related news this week, gentlemen. You know, as the transfer window closes, things get a little quieter. Paul Simpson did say out and say something about having a couple of free agents on the hook. But, you know, when I read into the news, it didn't really sound like they were really ever really on the hook. One of them, he just said, was a non-starter. So, you know, that's 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 definitely not on the hook. And uh, the other one, just uh, I, I think he said, just, just wasn't going to be feasible after they watched some clips of him. So, mm. you know, they obviously heard his name, watched some clips and were like, no. So that sounds like a non-starter as well, unfortunately. Uh, so, lads, do you really think, though, at this stage of the season, that it's a wise decision uh, for us to be bringing more players into that starting lineup? Or do we need to start letting the you know the best eleven settle? Uh, what do you think of that one, Max? Uh, I think for it to be the right player, it'll have to be someone who's not guaranteed to make a difference, but has played at this level successfully for a number of years. And is that player going to be available? Probably not. But um, I think that was one of the reasons Corey Whelan was sort of left out, you know, in the, so that we'd have enough space if someone did come along. But you know, we've got it's always good to be looking out for for options. But they'd have to be a really good player for me. That's right. I think I think it is, and uh, I think that the desperation would say that you want to bring in a goal scorer. But we're we're waiting for goal scorers to come through, like Coyote potentially, um, and then obviously um, what's he called? Um, McKelly, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Georgie McKelly. Um, yeah, so we're obviously waiting for players. Just to come Kelly. Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't bother with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, you know, we're waiting for players to come back. And uh, lads, uh, before we play everybody's second favorite game, we'll have a quick word from a few of our sponsors. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. All right, gentlemen, it's time to play everybody's second favourite game. That's right, it's time for True Blue or Not A Blue. It's the time of the show where you all team together to guess whether or not a player is a blue or not a blue. And this time, it's the turn of the year, 1992. 
so it's not that bad. You know, you've got a bit of a chance. Now, I have obviously not picked the most famous players from the 1992 squad, so it is a little bit difficult, but we'll see how you get on. You know, it's a nice dynamic. We'll see how you get on. Um, the first one for you, boys, is Craig Potts. True blue or not a blue? Instinct says true, but that's just a hunch. Yeah, Will, you're our go-to on this one. I yeah, think. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it was well before we'll my blue. time, so <laughs> I was I was minus eight. So yeah. <laughs> it is a true blue, gentlemen. Well done. So you're off to a good start. The next one, gentlemen, is Winston Black. That sounds weird. fake. That sounds fake, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I've heard of a Winston. <laughs> We're not having that. We're not having that. Okay, gentlemen. It wasn't a blue. Well done, lads. Well done. It wasn't a blue. It wasn't a blue. So two for two. Congratulations. Going strong. The next one, Winston White. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. My my hunch is that he's still winding us up. It'll be Winston Green next next. Yeah, next it will guess. be. It will be. And none of them will be true. Mine <laughs> <laughs> works. Not a blue. Yeah, not a blue. You're saying not a blue. Yeah. For Winston White and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but your good form has come crashing to an end. Because Winston White was a Carlisle United player in nineteen ninety-two. He was a true blue. I see you're three for two as we go into number four, Mickey Holmes. Well, oh, it does sound uh, like a Mickey a Holmes. Player. Mickey Holmes. Yeah. Mickey Holmes. Mickey Holmes. Mickey. Should we just yeah? Should we just go true blue? True blue. Max's first instinct. Yeah. yeah. Just Max. Go with yeah. Max. It's all on you, Max. Mickey Holmes was a true blue. Well yes. done, Max. Well done. <laughs> Three for four. Congratulations. Can you finish it in good form and equal last week's score? I believe you got you got four last week uh, as well. Uh, the last one is Ricky. Holmes. For goodness sake. <laughs> it's not Rick, Ricky and Mickey uh, Holmes. The two, yeah, no, the two twin midfielders. The brothers. The famous Cumbrian brothers. The twins up top. <laughs> I, I think he has to be what he has to be on the wind up because he can't possibly find one of these that's true every, every single No, I mean I feel like and I it's not gonna it. be Ricky and Mickey, is it? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're saying it's not a blue. Not a no. blue. Okay. And you'd be correct, boys. Well done. It's a very good <laughs> score again. It's a very good score again. Five Four, uh, uh, five, uh, four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, uh, we're, we're going to dive into uh, a part of the show where we might, you know, get a bit wavy and, and, you know, we might get a bit angry and a bit frustrated. But at the end of the day, we've all got guessing the player to come out of the other end of it. That's right, yeah. lads. It's time for the match report. And as I always do, before I do the match report, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game that unfortunately ended in a 1 0 defeat to Portsmouth this past Saturday at Brunton Park. There was Lewis in goal uh, with a back four of Finback, Sam Lavelle, Ben Barkley and Jack Robinson. A midfield of Gibson, Vela, Neil, Mellish and Diamond uh, with Armstrong potentially playing up front. I think Diamond was playing up front, actually. I'm just like reading what the BBC says. It was more of a 4-4-2 to me. Um, uh, Liam, would you want to confirm if it looked like more of a 4-4-2 to you with a Diamond playing up front? I thought it was more like a four-five-one. I kind of agree with the BBC. You know, Jack Diamond was a bit 
bit deeper than Armstrong, and I think I think they were just trying to make it a bit more solid to try and not get overrun. Yeah, I feel like Will, you did say something to me in the Warwick about it being yeah. sort of like a four-four-one-one or some, something. I don't four, know what two, you said. Three-one. Yeah, something a bit with, more. Uh, complex. Yeah, with, with like Melish playing ahead of Neil and Vela, and then it's sort of you know Diamond and Gibson. Yeah. With uh, yeah, Armstrong up front. Yeah, yeah, Max. The, did this sort of like change in formation? Did it do anything for you? You know, we've been asking for a change in formation for a while. Uh, did this? Uh, is this dynamic a, a direction that you want to head in, or is there a part of it that you'd like to improve? Well, I think we looked a lot better on Saturday than we have looked um, in the most recent games. So yeah, we all called for a change in formation, and and we got one. And to be fair, I think it, I think it sort of did us a lot of favors. Um, obviously, we still lost, but. Against a, a strong side, I don't think 1 0 is necessarily that bad of a result. Yeah, we fair. weren't embarrassed. Like, I think we were all expecting yeah. to be. Yeah. I mean, um, we started quite well, and there was a couple of opportunities for Carlisle United in the first half. You could argue even that Carlisle United had the better of the opportunities in the first half. The first big opportunity was after a long throw, um, which doesn't often bear fruit for Carlisle United, but this time did after a flick on the ball, bounced towards Gibbo, uh, towards the back uh, post, and he just sort of lashed at it and snapped at it a little bit early. And uh, it was a bit of, um, what's the word for it, a precursor of what was to come. For, for Gibbo during this game. He had a number of shots and I don't think he, he, he really hit the target, unfortunately. I think he had four shots in total, uh, failed to hit the target and at least three of those shots, unfortunately. And uh, I just feel like he was snatching at the opportunities on the day. I feel like he's desperate to be Carlisle United's answer in this struggle. Uh, I mean, what can you do to a player that might be just trying too hard? Um, Will, what do you think you can you can say to a player that's just, you know, maybe just just trying too hard? Um, I mean, I don't know, because I think most of the chances that he took were not big, clear-cut chances. But any, I don't know if any of the shots actually came from in the box. And, you know, it's just the usual thing of, you know, players not being in the right positions to, you know, to get a pass and therefore an attack sort of like winds up with the player, in this case, Gibbo, who's maybe initiated the attack, just taking a shot on. Which you know hasn't come off on the on this occasion, but I think it's you know it's 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 less a, a thing about Gibbo's performance and more a thing about the attack altogether. Like you know why were there not players in better positions than him when he did take the shots on? It's true. I mean, it's, it's you know it's a new dynamic, I suppose, and maybe we'll see more more sort of people getting in the box. But Armstrong did okay during this game. Um, he was feeding off scraps. It's been noted on social media by Carlisle United fans that you know he seems to be uh, really putting a shift in, but he is still feeding off scraps. He almost got a goal peeling away on the front post, but it was blocked very confidently by the Portsmouth goalkeeper. Um, who would you pair Max with? Armstrong. I mean, I made some comments about Maguire on on, on the weekends, um, but yeah. uh, I, who who is is that someone that you you'd want to pair him with, or or, or do you know is 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 the Butterworth experiment not over yet, or is he a lone striker and we need to put a better midfielder and better create better opportunities around him? Yeah, I think we, we've still got to find that out. I think Maguire's got the potential to <laughs> Maguire's got the potential to be a really good sort of partner for him. I think, but he's just not it's just not happening for him. Um, I don't think he's necessarily 
he's I don't think he's buying into Carlisle as much as probably we all thought he was, you know, we all thought he would. Um Georgie Kelly's an interesting one that Simo's mentioned before. Um, you know, he says he's he's looking forward to seeing them too as a partnership up top. So hopefully he'll be the answer, but we'll have to wait until he's he's back he's back uh, from injury. Well, that's it, isn't it? Do you feel like, Liam, when the striking options improve with Coyote coming back from injury and obviously Kelly getting fully fit, do you feel like, you know, it, it's going to be another change in formation? Um, Maybe. I, th- I think I think you'd take Butterworth out, put Kelly in there, maybe go back to your 5-3-2. But, you know, I think Simpson's just, at the moment, taking it on a game-by-game basis. I don't think he's really got a settled formation anymore. Um. It's just, I think he'll have to go back to playing with a front two because he's talked about Kelly playing with Armstrong a lot. So I think he is going to have to change it in some way to try and just get them both on the pitch. Even if that includes playing Kelly a little bit out wide, maybe. I don't know. Well, the goal came just after the hour mark. Like I said, arguably, Carly United had the stronger of the first half exchanges. Uh, but, it, it, you know, defenders caught out of position uh, from, you know, potentially being on some kind of attack and then all of a sudden uh, after a, a pass went astray it, we were just caught out uh, it was a really good pass uh, there is potential to say that uh, Lewis should have got off his line a little bit faster you know could have read that play a little bit quicker and potentially have closed down that space but uh, it's a good pass and you could really see uh, the the, the the quality of of Portsmouth uh, in that counter attacking play. Uh, Will after yeah. the performance from Portsmouth, would you say they're a team that are going to be you know top of the league come the end of the season? Um, I think so. In the fact that they won, I don't think it's the best you know it's the best away performance we've seen this season. I think um, I, th- I think they may be flattered to deceive a little bit um, given the top of the league. You know, in the first half, we, we got a few chances from the Warwick top of the league, Gavin yeah, Alaf. Um, but obviously, they're going to play a lot better than that. And what we may be seeing is a team that are able to get a goal despite not playing their best, which, you know, is the mark of a promotion team. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna hand over to you, the listeners. Um, well, basically the watchers, really, of the Blue Army TV on YouTube as we dive into Liam's uh, YouTube comment section and hear what some of you guys had to say about Carlisle United's performance. Right. Okay. Um. First off, we have hold on. I'm just loading this up. First off, we've got a comment from a Portsmouth fan called Joke is Wild. He says, how on earth are your team at the foot of the table? We have played teams who were 10 times worse and are sitting in mid-table. Really hope you pull out of the relegation zone. Your first half performance Saturday was really good. Best of luck from a Pompey supporter. Which is a nice Mm. comment, isn't it? That's a nice comment. Yeah, Yeah. I always take things like that with a pinch of salt when they're coming from a team who've just beat us because they're, you know, maybe feeling a bit charitable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Teams that have beat you at all was like, you're you're actually decent. (laughs) I was talking to some some Pompey fans before the game, actually, and they were were pretty sound, so. Yeah. Got nothing bad to say about them. Yeah, I've had a few good exchanges with some Pompey fans, like, yeah. I think a lot of them have just come for this trip, like, for the novelty of it being such a long journey as well. Like, you know, I think they're just happy to be here. To you know, have that journey already out of the way and be, yeah. be up here, you know, get out of the bus. <laughs> They're just happy to get out of the bus. But they've got um, a big uh, Scottish following as well, so it's always a bit I saw of a that. big game flag, for them. There? there was a flag in the yeah. Uh, 
the waterworks. Yeah, the it was enormous. Scottish Pompey then. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Neil Henderson says we need to get two wins this week away at Burton Albion and home at Cambridge United. If we can do that, who knows? Um, we can do this up the blues, he says. Um, Michael Weston says just learn to play on the ground and give Luke Armstrong a run through the middle for goal, which is a, you know, it's a good idea, but easier said than done, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not against Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't try and outperform Portsmouth when they've got players like Kamara and you know as we've seen Moxon as well. You know them kind of players. Uh, right. you know, good was, what, was, what do you think of that reception that Moxon got at, uh, at the Warrior? Because I know when there's mixed review, re, re, mixed feelings amongst us, um, you know. Uh, but Will, what, what, you, yeah. you, you were a bit stoic, weren't you? Um, yeah, I don't really want to to give a big reaction to him coming on either way. It's a bit. It was a bit strange having parts of the crowd booing and parts of the crowd singing his name. Um, fortunately, it didn't cause a rift in the fan base, but. I mean, you know, he's gone and, you know, we've got work to do. And it just so happens that the first game after he's gone, he's back with the opposition. But... You, say, you say it didn't have a rift in the fan base, but where Max was standing, there was yeah. a couple of boos uh, for Moxon, wasn't there? And Max, what happened there? Well, the, it wasn't me, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about with Moxon. It's like, I, I, I don't... I don't. I'm not thinking about Moxon anymore. I just want to stay up. <laughs> Liam, you're on a different side of the ground. I'll take the pressure off Max. He's gone red. Um, <laughs> you're on a different side of the ground. Um, so you know what were the reactions like over in the East Stand? I, th- I think more or less neutral. You know, I think a lot. Most of the noise at Brunton Park comes from the Warwick Road end. But uh, I didn't hear much booing. There was a few that sort of stood up and clapped. And I, I think, you know, I, I kind of disagree with the boos. Um, and I think. Owen Moxon, probably one of the best players we've seen at Brunton Park in recent years. And, um, you know, with him pos- probably going up with Portsmouth, that could have been his last game on the Brunton Park pitch. So, uh, you know, you know, clapping a player off who's, you know, been excellent for us in the last couple of years in his last game at the ground, I don't really have too much of a problem with. Yeah, mixed emotions amongst everybody, mixed emotions, mixed emotions. And there's uh, something else that creates mixed emotions is a man of the match award when Carlisle United lose. Um, but, you know, sometimes we give them, sometimes we don't. Uh, I feel like, you know, John Mellish just, just tried hard enough to do it for me. He was consistent enough throughout. And so, like, he's my sort of standout performer on the day. Um, you know, it's just in again to that wishy-washy position that he gets to play in and uh, always being effective at least, making a number of uh, good tackles. Uh, Gibson did well for me defensively but going forward I mentioned the fact that I don't think his shooting was very good on the day. So for me it's Mellish with an honourable mention to Gibbo though for his quite fantastic defensive duties. Um, I'll hand over to uh, Will who's your man of the match. Um, I'm going to give it to Harrison Neal. I think it was a uh... A competent performance from him and he got the sponsors man of the match and you know I do want to give one out because I don't think we played terribly I think he you know he showed us that he's going to be a good player for us you know, or he is showing us he's going to be a good player so yeah him yeah that's fair Max um Luke Armstrong um because 
he's, he, he poses much more of a threat than I think any striker we've had this season. I think I remember one chance he had, which I thought he was a bit unlucky with, uh, running towards the front post. And yeah, I do want to see him more with the ball at his feet because we saw what he can do, obviously, at Barnsley. So yeah, I'll give it to him. And Liam? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Wills. I think that was probably Harrison Neal's best game in his, to this point, short Carlisle career. I think he was absolutely fantastic. He was, you know, I think I think he was by far our best player of the day, and he was especially especially in that first half. I know it's hard to give a man of the match to player who came off after what was it seventy minutes, but he, you know he, you know he, he was absolutely fantastic, Harrison Neal. I'm glad we've got him for quite a few years as mm. well. Yeah, yeah. I've, I watched that and I thought he's going to absolutely tear up League Two if we yeah. go down. <laughs> Hopefully, Miss, me, mm-hmm. midfield maestro Harrison Neal. Uh, two two man of the match awards there. That's fair enough. Well done, well done. And uh, lads, it's time to do our predictions. We obviously look ahead to the weekend games when we do our predictions, which means it's at home against Cambridge, who lost against Cheltenham uh, this past weekend. So um, for me. Hopefully they're a team in free fall and uh, we're going to finally get the uh, the decisions right, get the formation right, get the selection right and uh, the ball's going to end up in the back of the right net a number of times and we're going to win that football match. <laughs> <laughs> win that football match. Let's go sports. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, I feel like, yeah, it's going to be competent. It's going to be at least, you know, 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 Carlisle. You know, it'll be 2-0 and then they'll do that Carlisle thing where they concede in like, you know, the 80th and then they make a shit ourselves. <laughs> uh, Will, who are you gonna, what are you going to go with? Um, I'm going to go for a, a competent, confident 2-0 win to Carlisle. There, you oh, know, geez. there's someone we can do a double over and yeah, no, hopefully up the blues. This will be the start of the fight back. Bit more confidence, bit more yeah. confidence, Max. Yeah, I agree. Uh, two 0 I think we're going to play really well, and they're not going to be very good. So yeah, two 0 two 0 two 0 and uh, Liam, two uh, one. I think I, I think we'll beat them, but we seem to not be able to keep clean sheets at the minute <laughs> or at all this season. So yeah, two one. Two one. Two one, and they're talking about clean sheets and goalkeepers. I didn't really mention, but it was actually uh, now out of memory. Uh, Gabe Breeze, uh, he's been, he's going to be offered uh, another contract, and it's been said that you know he just wanted a little bit more money. He's quite happy to stay at Carlisle United. He just felt like he was a little bit more valuable than the contract that would offer to him. And that's modern day football, and uh, that's modern day journalism in the way that we all end up knowing that information as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lads, it's time to dive into everybody's favourite guessing game. the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Here we go, boys. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Come on, it. Guessing the player. Come on. Guessing the player. What a tune. Every guessing week, every single week. Now, this time it's my turn to play Blue Guide, and I believe it's Max's turn to take a back seat as we play the classic matchup the old rivalry, <laughs> the Man United and Arsenal of the division. That's right, it's time for Will to play Liam in guessing the player. Now, you know each other inside yeah. out, but, Liam, does that give you any confidence when you play against last season's champion? 
Yeah, uh, I feel like I was robbed last year. So um, <laughs> if it weren't for the playoffs and the season finished a bit earlier, I, I would have won. So um, yeah, there's not going to be any playoffs this year, I don't think. So yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident this year. Okay, I mean, it, it's uh, he's always been confident, hasn't he, Will, at the end of the yeah. day? And you're on quite a good run of form at the moment. On your last performance, uh, you managed to bag yourself all three points, I believe. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, you're well and truly flying at the moment. Uh, so how do you feel going into this classic matchup against Liam? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I've got momentum. You know, I've been just confident to continue doing what I've been doing. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to dive into the game and this turn uh, it is Liam who is the home team and Will who is the away team. So Liam, you will get to guess first in guessing the player. Max, take a back seat, my friend, and enjoy a classic bout and always fiery rivalry in this classic game of guessing the player. Here we go, Liam. Here we go. It's number one. This player has won promotion three times in his career. The Conference, League Two, and the Championship. Who do you think it is? Is it um, Glenn Murray? It's not Glenn Murray, oh, it's I'm not. afraid. I was, I was confident with not Glenn Murray, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, thought Will, I thought, Will, you were giddy yeah. with excitement because you knew the answer, but you gave away the I fact thought, that yeah. you don't. You don't I mean, that, know that the might answer. still be true. That might still be true for Glenn Murray. <laughs> it still might be true. I think it is true for Glenn yeah. Murray, yeah. It might be true for Glenn Murray. But I think he's been promoted a couple of times out of the championship. That was mm. my only thing. But, uh, Will, who do you yeah. think it might be then, if it's not Glenn Murray? Um, is it... Tough one. I'm gonna go with Paddy Madden. Oh, it's a good guess. But it's not the player we're looking uh... for, I'm afraid. It's not the player we're looking for. So the next clue and two points on the line. Liam, it's your turn. It's this player left Carlisle to join Darlington. Oh jeez. Uh well that that kills my guess. Um but I also can't think of anyone else. Did he go to Darling? He maybe did, you know. Is it Chris Lumsden? It is Chris Lumsden. Uh, well done. Uh, I didn't think he'd gone to Darling. <laughs> yeah, two it was games like, for Darlington. Yeah, and he got he injured, injured and unfortunately he? Yeah. retired. Therefore, after, but it was when Darlington, you know, they just had that new big stadium built. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they were trying to, they were trying to do something. I feel like there was going to be after that injury, um, there might have been a Celtic Nation appearance or two. I don't know. There might have been. There might have been. Everyone <laughs> had a Celtic Nation appearance. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and uh, lads. It's it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know, and it always is a lot of fun. Uh, Liam, you've managed to get another two points. I'm sure. Back to winning ways. It's been it's been a while. It feels good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've been in a bit of a bad form at the moment, but you've turned it round uh, with that performance. Congratulations uh, to you. Uh, the last one, in case the people were wondering, was uh, this player has played twice in the Premier League. You know, he always says that to me. <laughs> 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 it would have been a dead giveaway at least on the last one. Um, but gentlemen, as always, it's been an absolute 
pleasure. Uh, don't forget, listeners, to keep watching out on all the social medias uh, for more matchup match updates and things to do with the charity match. Uh, we're trying to do something very special for Minds and raise a lot of money and, uh, you know, have a fantastic experience for everyone involved. That'll include you if you get a ticket as well for the event. Uh, but, gentlemen, at this point of the show, there isn't really anything else left for us to do. Apart from saying, bye for now. now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.